live. Hi, and welcome, welcome to Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond. And today I am here with artist Kevin Macias. How are you doing today, sexy? I'm doing good, babe. How are you doing? I'm good. It's been so long. Like, because in truth, I will say this. I met I met Kevin when I lived in Orlando, and I have only I had only been back twice since I moved away. And once Parliament House closed, I found no point in going back to Orlando. I'ma just say that. <laughs> and now you want to get out of Florida entirely. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just got back from LA. Well, it wasn't LA. It's- you know, it was Riverside, but I mean, it's all kind of feels the same shit to me. So you were you went to L.A. and you didn't go to WeHo, like? Oh yeah, but I went, but I guess I didn't go to party this time around. You know, I feel like I kind of grew up around it, and I didn't really. Right. I wasn't really going out for the right reasons, and just going out is just messy in general. And, you know, so I didn't really, I don't know. I was never vibing. It's like there was something weird. I, like I said, I just, unless I was drunk, I don't think, I think I'm more of an introvert than I, you know, more of an, I have more introverted characters than I thought I did. And See, I found that, yeah, and I found that out after rehab. So, like, after, yeah. you know, you got sober and you start to get to know yourself, you're just kind of like, oh, shit, like. I'm not that person. And then you start really realizing what you really want to give a fuck about. Right. And in truth, <laughs> I actually was just, I went to Miami uh, a couple of months ago. And like, I was actually out at a bar. Like I was out, not in drag. And then I realized I'm like, I don't like being at bars, not in drag. Cause I'm a narcissist and I love being the center of attention. And <laughs> You don't get paid any attention to when you look like. I think I have my narcissistic tendencies as well. I mean, I try to like, I, it's tricky because it's like, I want to be a decent human being, but am I doing it really because I want to be a decent human being or I love the way I look. So I want it to look like I'm a decent human being. What do I really do behind closed doors? Am I a lazy piece of shit? Am I slothy? (laughs) Am I wrathy? Like, <laughs> like, like, who am I really? But I, but yeah, I totally get it. And, yeah. uh, and that's kind of why, uh, you know, I wasn't, uh, I don't know. I wasn't masculine. And then I wasn't too, for the right kind of pretty. And you know, you know how that goes. And you know, the only time I butched it out was to get laid or like whatever. And as soon as I busted, I was just like, See, in truth, is I get we'll have to say the one thing about doing drag is it's nice not to go out to the bar and expect to get laid. It did happen once, but I was just a thirsty, hungry motherfucker. I was just like, I have things I need to taste, and I'm not tasting. And you know what? Now that I've been sober, I'm just kind of like, hey, I'm nervous about doing it. It's like I forgot when's the last time I had sex sober, you know. And oh. then, and then I'm not like necessarily like, I was like, there's things about my body I don't want seen. I feel gross now. You know, I used to feel like I tasted good. And now I'm just like, I don't know what things taste like. 
don't need you to go down there. So it's like, I'm getting to know this person sober and I don't want to do it. So it's like, it doesn't even turn me on to like, I'm just like not even thinking about any of that. I'm just like, wow, this is the most solo that I've ever been. Well, in truth, it's like, first of all, um, I love how I always bring fucking hot people on here and they say, I don't feel attractive. Well, uh, no, no judging. But I get, I get where you're coming from. But it's like, at some point, what I realized is, and I just realized it recently, like, I have a friends with benefits and that's the only person I want to have sex with because I don't like this feeling of I'm just going to like go. We're going to meet each other. We're not going to talk and like then we're going to fuck and I'm never going to see you again. Like th something about that. I don't know. Maybe it's me getting older. It feels empty. It for me, I don't even know. I'm not even to me. It's just like the whole thing is kind of awkward. It's like, cause all the times I actually really did it. I was either on something or drunk. And right. now I'm just like, I'm afraid they're going to taste bad. Like, I think people are gross. A lot of people don't like the way they smell. I'm just like, do you eat your vegetables enough? Do you drink enough water? Is your foreskin going to pull all the way back? Is it going to smell? Like, there's just a lot of things that I'm worried about. And I overthink everything. So I'm just like, Kev, you're not meant to be this slutty uh, extrovert. It's just, it's cool. It's cool, bro. It's cool. Like, relax. So right now I'm just taking a chill pill, getting to know who the fuck I really am. Yeah. So I really don't know who I am, if you really want to know. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I only became, somebody said, wow, you're so extroverted. And it's like, somebody said this when I'm, like, interviewing people. It's like, no. I had to be, because in truth, I know, we'll get into my questions in a minute. It's like, what this came out of was, I started this podcast at the end of 2021. It was kind of like, I just couldn't get gigs since I moved back home. Cause like, or if I got a gig, it was like, I was driving an hour in the middle of the week and then having to drive home to come back to work the next day. And I'm like, this is not like enjoyable at all. So then I started this podcast. I started it by myself. I did it by myself for a year. And then like, I basically just said, I want to start interviewing people cause I want to get to know people. So in some ways, I tricked myself into being extroverted. And in a, in a, in a do you feel like it's a more comfortable setting? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because there are people like... Would you drink a lot of the bars? No. Okay. No, I only had... I only had one bad night, which... What's a bad night? As in, I got drunk got in my car, drove an hour home, uh-huh, and got pulled over by a cop. Well, that's a really bad and then, Yeah. And but I didn't get a DUI because my dad picks me up, luckily. So but that's like that was my bad night and that's when I decided I'm like, no, I can't do this anymore. So like your dad picked you up. That's so cool. I didn't have a dad, so like to me, just to think of a dad picking you up with a wig on and everything, it just sounds cool to me. No, I took no. Believe it or not, I rip all this shit off. <laughs> like when he got there. I, well, no, because like at that point, 
at this point, all that was on was like my foundation still, and I think like my foundation, like my lipstick, was still on. And then like, I will say that was what I call the curse of my car that I had in Orlando. Like all these bad experiences I had happened in that car. That's the car I got sexually assaulted in. That's the car I like got pulled over by the cops thinking that they stole my car, but it turns out like the DMV didn't report that I got a new tag. So like I, I, it was crazy. I was surrounded by cops. I had a friend with me. I was like one night I was pulling into an apartment complex and I had four cops around my car and I'm like, like what the fuck's going on? Like, yeah. And then that's when they told me. I'm like, I'm like the state knew that they had to give me a new tag. Uh-huh. I'm like they didn't report back that this wasn't stolen anymore because it had been months. Uh-huh. So I forgot about it. So luckily, they just luckily it. Yeah, they didn't unreport it. Luckily, my friend who was la- with me like told the story and started <laughs> laughing about it. Sorry. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was the car that like when that car finally got how I ended up losing that car was it got to, I got um it got totaled in a car accident and I'm like that's when I'm like time to move on cut all ties. <laughs> yeah. Wait, with your friend? No, no, no. I got no, that happened let's see. No, that happened later on. That happened about four months after I got pulled over by the cops. That was after I'd gotten pulled over when I was drunk. It was like literally, I think like three months after that. And then I was like driving into a bar. I didn't see like a motorcyclist when I was driving. And like we T-boned. And yeah. Bro. I bet you felt so like what the fuck. I felt like I'm like once it once I once they said, oh this car is like, once the insurance company said they're totaling the car and I and I got what my car now I'm like thank God. What happened to the motorcyclists? I they were all right from what I remember. I wasn't going that fast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Damn. I couldn't imagine. One time I almost hit a motorcyclist too. Like I was going up off a ramp from a freeway and I couldn't, yeah. can't really see the top because, you know, the, where the motorcyclist was, where the red light was at. Right. So, and I was obviously intoxicated. Oh my God, this is so bad. I'm admitting this. But I, uh, I stopped, dude. And like he just kind of like looked back and I was just like, good Lord. But like you can't, you couldn't see him until you kind of got up a little higher. Right, so right. I just fucking, dude, I fucking, I was so fucking scared. Like I just was like, oh my god, like dude, imagine, like just imagine, dude, like oh my god, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into this. So, where are you originally from? Uh, California. Riverside, California. I was born in Riverside, California. Wow. But I went to 12 different schools, like 10 different schools. So really, I like lived in Virginia once, and I lived up north in California once. And I lived for like in Mexico for four months, and I just went. My mom moved a lot. 
So really, I'm not really from any particular place. <laughs> and I started realizing that I just saw the same people over and over again. I think that's another thing. It was so cool to move a lot because I was so awkward and I always had a chance to start over again. And I think, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that was good or not. Like to just have to start over again. Like it almost feels like I was starting to hide the things that got me in trouble then and got to fucking put on a new show on the other, on the, in the other place. But I mean, okay. I don't know. No, I can, no, I can see like how that would suck. Cause like, I remember I only had to move schools once, like when I was in elementary school, and that was awkward to like start over. So I can totally get that. But it's like, well, in some ways, maybe that's why you're so fucked up. Like, <laughs> 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 you never had any sense of stability. Like, dude, yeah. No, yeah. And then my mom was kind of an alcoholic and she was a little bit turbulent. And messy, and you know, she's you know, and her thing, even though she was a hard worker and she yeah. kind of pulled through on her own, and she was kind of gangster, like she can kind of like you know, figure shit out. Like, even now, I do landscaping, and we're running, she's running a company, our company, she started it, and uh, she's our boss, and she, my mom's fucking gangster. So, there is something really obviously, she has her superpowers. Um, we're not all well, well rounded, but I mean, I tried, and I think obviously. That's why therapy is good because it rounds you better. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know, but um, like you, it broadens your awareness. But um, but yeah, that's definitely why I'm fucked up. There's got to be a lot of fucking reasons. See, in truth, I'm going to say for everybody except for songwriters, go to therapy. Other than that, put it in your music. That's what. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't take yeah, that advice. That is not that is not healthy. That is a joke. That is not healthy at all. <laughs> that, that's what I do, but that is not healthy at all. Like, I think I wanted to go to therapy because I'm pretty angry. You know what I mean? You're just kind of like, what the fuck is up with these people? But I guess being an asshole is like a thing. Like, you know, people are so cool with it in this century everywhere in the world. So I'm just like, damn, like... As long as you're good at working and being a hustler and doesn't matter who the fuck you kill, I guess. As long as you're able to hide a dead body and be a douchebag and you know what I mean? See? I'm just a sensitive it, artist and I'm like, what do I do then? Should I just do I and then it's like don't do it for the money because you won't do it right. Like no. do it because you like it and hopefully something comes out of it. I actually read a book, uh the art the the um, subtle art of not giving a fuck. That that changed my life on top of like everything. And that's yeah. the only book I ever read because I never fucking did my homework. I never read shit, but I read that motherfucking book. And you can get it on, uh, you can um, get it on, what is that thing that reads books? Fuck, I forgot what it's called. Kindle? Another one. And uh, and it's on there. Yeah. Uh, Spotify. Oh, Spotify. okay. Yeah, so, uh, so I, I say everybody read it. It's, I think it's great for a lot of reasons. See, in truth, I met Kevin when he was in his asshole period, but he was nice to me. So, like, <laughs> that's that's all I can say. Like, that's why everyone can say, like, this person was such a fucking asshole. And I'm like, well, they're nice to me. Maybe What's it's you. Guy? <laughs> but I was definitely numbing myself. Yep. Oh, yeah. 
And times I wish I could numb myself right now, too. I actually, you know what I really miss? What's that? What? I really miss having sex with myself on drugs. <laughs> really? Honestly, when the world gets fucking hard, I don't give a fuck. I don't even like my fucking dildos when I'm sober. But when I was fucked up, I became the biggest fucking booty whore in the fucking world. And that's what I felt. So sometimes when life gets hard, I just want to shove a fucking dildo up my ass. But, like, I don't like it really unless I'm fucked up. And I want to, like, it's almost like I want that entire scenario. I don't even like to get high around people. I don't even want to fucking have sex with people. I'm just like, you know what? This is how we do it. But, uh, but anyway. Work. I mean, like, this is the truth. <laughs> this is the truth. That's why, like, when guys like to objectify me and they're like, they're like, do you have a dildo? I pretend like I don't know where it is because, in truth, I know where my dildos are. I'd rather take, I'd rather take a dick anyway. Like, that's just, dude. And that's the thing. I, I'm not a good bottom. I fucking feel like I just, I feel like things are coming out. Like, I don't want to do it. You know what I do? I'm an oral guy. Like, if you yeah. Do, you know, baby, you should let me love you. Fucking just eat that motherfucker like it's Christmas. But um, but anyways, okay, I'm getting too nasty. I'm so glad I got to talk to you about stuff. There's like no one I've actually talked to about these things in a minute. Yeah, please. I was I was gonna tell you when you said you think you were boring. It's like, well, I'll ask sexual questions if you like run out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are always good. I'm pretty open about everything. Okay, I mean, so I don't know. I don't know who my audience is really. You know what I mean? It's like, but I feel like I have something to say for every group. So you want to talk about fucking finding yourself, being sober, and like yeah. feeling like you know your world isn't what it should have been, and finding answers. Then let's do it because self growth and self awareness is everything. And I wish more right. people do that. Uh, if you want to talk about being a dirty whore and being open and how it's okay and and how fucking society has fucking. Just all the porn, bro. All the porn. Like, there's things I think I thought I wanted, but I think I only wanted because they look so damn good when they're doing it. But when you're there, it's like, why do I like this again? No, but it's just like, fuck, like, it's just not the same, you know? It's like, you don't, it's it's still not the same as a video, bro. It doesn't happen yeah. how it does in the porn videos. It just doesn't happen. Things of taste different, not. things smell. And I can't be a porn star. I don't have a big dick. I wish I wish I could. I don't. I'm afraid of fucking having a. Uh, I'm afraid of having a fucking. What is a my fans only? My only fans. Only fans, yeah. Yeah, like what the fuck am I gonna do? You know what I mean? So I don't know. I'm just chilling with life, trying to draw and trying Ooh. to fucking do some shit with my heart, bro. Because I mean, well, in, well, in truth, I had somebody last week on who um did only fans, and they're like, and they're trying to say like. Talking about, like, why wouldn't you do it? Here's the thing. At some point, I want to put out an album. Like, that's my goal. My Literally, my goal of doing anything. And you're afraid haunt you. There you go. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want somebody to be like, this fucking OnlyFans star is over here, like, making all this music. And I'll be like, baby, I've been writing songs since I was fucking 14 years old. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like I already, I already know what the title of the album is gonna be, and I know I'll get shit for it, but <laughs> I'll, I'll well, say it. I don't you, fucking uh, care. Do you, 
are you going to sing them too, or do you do play an instrument or? I'm well. I make I make help electronic music. Help me vision what it's like when I hear this album. When you hear this album, it's going to be different electronic, like different electronic sounds combined with like trap beats as well, in some portions, because I'm all over the place. And the album is going to be called "Confessions of a Transvestite." Because <laughs> I want to piss title. all the That's a great I want to piss bro. I, I want to piss all the motherfuckers off. That's like. Yeah. I am title, not afraid bro. of his. Yeah. You know, sometimes I go on your page just to watch some of your karaoke's, and you haven't done oh. some in a while, and I have to scroll down. And I was like, "Where is he? Where is karaoke?" I don't go out. Like that's the thing. Like I don't no, go out. No karaoke like, at your house. Oh, at my house. I love it now, bro. It's like <laughs> I do your shoes, everything. I was like. Uh, I need to be that confident. <laughs> I might be doing something this weekend. I might be doing a Twitch stream, a Twitch live stream performance on Saturday. I haven't decided yet. Uh huh. I got some new songs that like, because this is my thing. I'm, I've been putting out rough demos recently, and I will say this: I'm going to forever say I am so grateful that I met this person. So there's someone I've interviewed on this podcast. His name is Demilo. Mm -hmm. I fucking love this bitch. He literally, we talk about art like so well and like talk about music so well. And he was a person who like made me fall back in love with writing music and like being honest. Cause I had gotten so jaded thinking I just have to do this stuff to make these like songs that are going to be like, the next big hits, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, fuck it. I'm going to tell people about what's actually going on. Like, what has actually fucked up my head. Yeah. I'm going to talk which about getting raped. Which is really what people want. <laughs> tell that to all the people who have millions and millions of streams. People like Onyx, who... And eh, he ain't gonna see this, or they ain't gonna see this. <laughs> On, uh, Onyx is only talented because of his fucking, because uh, of their fucking producer. I'm gonna say it right there. They can sing okay, but they are not amazing. Isn't that what it is lately, though? Like, what? Isn't that what it is that, lately? All... Like they're not, they're not amazing, but they're, uh, you know. They're uh, they're the producer, the producing, or whatever. In truth, okay. So I will say this: once once we're done on this, I'll say I'll send you to Milo's album. The reason why it's so good, it's all him. Meaning he produced everything, he made all the beats, he played all the guitars. It's all him, and it is, oh. it is so like, it's so raw and real. And I'm like, well, why can't people do this with electronic music? And I realized nobody else is going to, but I can. Yeah. So I did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So wait, tell me about this thing. Okay, so you said that he did all the instruments and the other person just sings poorly? No, 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 no. He sings. He did everything. As in, he made the album himself. Okay. Like he's then, the he's 
He's the vocalist. He's the guitar player. He's the drummer. He did everything. Okay. Yeah. I okay. I got stuck with the other guys who who, yeah. who just had the good producer. That's yeah. who I got stuck with. That's who I got stuck with. I was like, what are we talking about? I thought. We're, okay. Good. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah. God, this is gonna be the this is gonna be the episode where I'm gonna tell them the truth, and I'm never gonna get any cast again. <laughs> I'm just no? kidding. I don't think so. No, no, because nobody's gonna watch. I'm just I'm kidding. No, okay. Um, where's my next question? Oh, so what hey, was it like for you? You just never know. Yeah. So what was it like for you coming out? I'm coming out. I want the world to know. Um. Coming out, bro. Okay. I came out. I, shit. I mean, you practically already knew. You know what I mean? My mom bought me my first. We went to Disney. My, my mom bought me when I was like 12 years old. My first Little Mermaid collectible doll. She was like this big. She was the most beautiful fucking mermaid in the world. She had the perfect face, the perfect hair, everything. The tail was all flimsy and everything. So I cinched it really good in the back. And I turned. A long time ago, they, yeah, there was these Barbies that had, like, the bellies that were soft. Look, I got foundation yeah. on my shirt. I was going to wear something nice, and I totally forgot. Um, <laughs> that had foundation on. Um, they had the smushy bellies, and I thought that was so neat that they had smushy bellies. So I turned them all into mermaids. Coming out. Okay. Uh, there's no way you just didn't know. But I basically had my cousin taste the waters for me. She's a girl, my cousin Yara. And she kind of threw it out there to my mom that she was bisexual. And she kind of wanted to see how, how they took it, if it was actually said. So, uh, when, when, I told, when they told my mom, my cousins, because I was a pussy, so I had them tell her. And um, ironically, I ran into my closet. It was the only place I think I could hide that they wouldn't find me. <laughs> and then she's like, Nico, come out of the closet. Didn't you just come out of the closet already? You know, so... That's kind of how I technically came out, and that's a little, like a little short story. But there's no really no way. I had a friend that told my brother, my uh, he, you know, my brother's bisexual, and he wanted to see. He, I think he was just instigating, really, but he wanted to see how my brother took it. My brother started crying. Um, my brother would show every. I, then I found out when I was older that he would show people my dolls. He's like, look it, my brother has dolls, like. And then it haunted him, I guess, in a way. He got made fun of. I didn't know this until I got older, that he got made fun of for being gay, too, because he had a brother who was gay. And I didn't know that was a thing. I was like, no wonder he always had, like, really nerdy friends who also had a Christmas. <laughs> I, like, probably hooked up, like, you know, that's fucking kind of weird. I just, I realized that, like, I hooked up with, like, three of my brother's friends. They were only four years apart. <laughs> I, know, so I know, I know. It, it sounds hot and everything, but it's almost like just like something. It doesn't really seem that hot because when you're young, you'll just take whatever you can because you're going to get your dick wet. So, like, you know, you're so lustful. At least I was. I was very lustful, which is one of those things that kind of controlled my uh, my life, really. But um, when I was really lustful, I got a hold of porn movies at a really young age. And then, uh, and I think that kind of activated, you know, my, I already had an addictive personality. I mean, I'm pretty sure my dad, I guess, was addicted to drugs and, and then, you know, I don't know if it's transported into sperm or whatever, but I'm pretty sure I already had an addictive personality. And I remember I didn't want to be gay. I didn't want to have a high voice. I didn't want to have, um, 
you know, I want to have no facial hair and I want to chest hair. So we got testosterone from, from TJ. My family being ignorant, thinking that if they inject me with testosterone, that it could butch me up a little bit. And I wanted it. And dude, what happened, bro? I fucking did it. I was kind of working out and I didn't take it. So what happens when you come down from that shit? And like, you know, you get your hormones fluctuate and you're young. So I basically went through menopause at a really young age. I got fucking titties my whole life. Like I thought I got a 30 year old body at the age of 15. So that added to my body dysmorphia. It was horrible. And then, uh, so I was just like this fucking little practically roided out fucking kid. Oh, and then I realized when I was in rehab that really what started a lot of my addiction was I used to sneak those hydroxy cut, those like losing weight pills. And uh, I yeah. used to sneak them and I was like, oh, keep away from children. Thank God I'm not a child fucking over here in junior <laughs> high. Oh, my teachers fell out. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so anyways, and I was like, well, thank God. Fuck these people. I was like, well, yeah. thank God I'm not a fucking child. So I fucking, uh, I would sneak them and I would take them a lot. Like during my last period of class before PE, you know, physical education. Cause right. I wanted to like, I was like, fuck, I can't do that physical education. I'm a fat ass. So, uh, and I remember I felt a little bit more focused in class too. So I was like, I like this. Like I can focus. So I think, you know, obviously help my ADHD a little bit. And then yeah. so I was just like this kind of, Roided out, hormonally, hormonally, hormonally dysfunctioned, fucking teenager with fucking pudding hyper pills, being a fucking little crackhead basically. So when I would come down from that, I was just like even more ADHD, even more fucking retarded, and it was just like, oh dude, like I was basically a little drug addict at a really young age, <laughs> and I was always kind of looking for that high. I remember I always liked Redline and energy drinks and. I just had to be like, I don't know. I liked the rush of it. You know, I was like, that's really bad. I remember I would drink Red Bulls. And when I would come down from all these drinks, like I would get really horny on them. I remember wanting to put things up my butt. So like energy drinks and stuff always, always like made me feel that way. So I was like, after a red line, after a good workout, I was just like, fuck dude, like with the fucking plunger, a fucking the handle of a fucking screwdriver, which one day I lost up there because it was one of those detachable handles, and I had to just fucking try to shit it out in the shower. And then, and then another time, you know, just a bunch of shit that you invent, you know what I mean? That you fucking just try to shove up there. I was a fucking dude during that time with the Roy's. I remember I'd fucking fill the balloons up and I, the ones that you can like make into toys, you know, I mean, it's a little, yeah, whatever. And I'll fill them up with water and I pretend I was fucking sucking on them in the shower, dude. I was all fucking horny and just all fucking right out. Fucking... Dude, dude, like now that I think about it, I was like, dude, all these things are happening in my body and nobody talks to them about. Or like, you know, like you definitely couldn't say that you're gay or be open about your sexual fantasies, let alone now that I'm fucking going through all this shit. Fucking just be like, I fucking suck on balloons in the shower and I pop them when I'm raised. So I get busted in my mouth, you know, so I bite it and then it busts and then I fucking water and it's like they're busting in my mouth. And every time I take a shit, I was having someone's baby, whoever I was masturbating about to that week. Anyways, fucking fucked up. It's fucked up shit. See, that is crazy. And who do you That's talk the, to? About this? That that is the only person's story who's topped mine when I came out. So, <laughs> when I I did have a traumatic thing. Let's not be clear. So, like when I came out, I came out at eighteen. I say it was in some ways fortunate because I came out four months after my mom died, so I only had to come out to one parent. 
sorry. Thank you. Uh, it was just my dad and my sister. And then I came out to the person I shouldn't have come out to was I came out to a youth minister. Oh, shit. And I told him about this performance idea I had with like a knife and how I practiced stabbing myself because I'm dramatic, obviously. Uh-huh. And like, he left the room. He came back in about 10 minutes later. He said, You have one of two options either you're coming with me or I'm calling the cops. So I went with him. I should have let him call the cops. If uh-huh. I go back and tell myself, I'd be like, let this motherfucker call the cops. But I went with him to get a psyche valve. I passed it. He lied to make it seem like I was lying. And as a result, I got locked in a mental institution for 64 hours. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but you passed your psyche valve. How'd you get yes. locked up? Because... I don't know what he said because I had passed it. Like they uh-huh. were telling me, like before all this stuff, like they had given me all my stuff, and all of a sudden I was like calling my dad. I'm like, come back here and pick me up. And then like all of a sudden a cop yelled at me. He's like, get off the phone. I'm like, I'm thinking, what the fuck? And then like they yeah. took hours, hours. They took like five hours to tell me. So they just left me in a hospital room. How old are you? I was 18. See, oh. I did the stupid thing. Everyone thinks when you're 18, you're an adult. No, you're not. You're not an adult. Honestly, so you're probably about 26. I'm just going to put it out here. I don't give a fuck what the government says. You are not fully like capable of doing shit So you're 26. That's a long time, bro. I mean, back in the day, people were having babies at 15. And getting married young, and and by the time you're 26, you know, I mean, damn, what happened to us? How did we evolve? What have we evolved to? I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you're still very useful a lot of things, but is it 26? It's not like, uh, like 22 or something. Well, think about the decisions you made at 22. I know, but I'm fucking retarded. <laughs> no. <laughs> Exactly. You know what, bro? But I see a lot of people. I don't think even age even matters because I see people who are, you know, in their forties, and they're still making a lot of the same mistakes. A lot of the same approaches at life are still slightly faulty in some way. Right. So it's just like, how do you, how do you even define really being mature? Like, is it just your experience? Is it what we're exposed to? Like, you know, can I, I wish I could interview someone from the 1800s. You know what I mean? Like, how how different was it? Like, what makes you mature? So, because right. I see a lot of people who I'm just like, what the fuck? And it doesn't matter if they're, how they are, or rich they are, or anything. It's just, what the fuck? Like, I'm just always like, what the fuck? And, and, they, but, were so, and they were so stupid, because it's like, once I eventually left the church, it's like, once I finally started having sex in my 20s, it's like, I just made terrible decisions from the ages of like 22 to like 25. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but also, like, I think that's a lot of like break, not breaking the chain. Like that. I mean, you've had like what decisions did you do? Like, and and who didn't? I'm I'm just saying. I feel like it's just because there's people who are young that do a lot of yeah. things that are right that have pro- the appropriate guidance. You know, we don't know. Also, to seek counsel, we don't know 
when to really ask for help. We don't really know. Like, there's a lot of things of life that you know. Well, okay, okay. You said what's making what's making good decisions. Um, let's see. Not having not having sex with a crackhead. That's a smart idea. I did that when I was in my twenties. I would not do that or my early twenties. I would not do that now. Like. <laughs> Not having guys do Tina in my apartment, I would not do that now. I did that when I was younger. I would not do that now. But <laughs> oh, Tina, <laughs> don't romanticize it, Kevin. Don't romanticize it. Okay, for all the straight people out there, Tina's meth. <laughs> well, don't tell them I'm secret. <laughs> Straight people. <laughs> for the for the three straight people that are watching, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Believe it or not, I was gonna have to. Actually, wait. What other gay drugs should I? Oh, if at if at all I reference pop. <laughs> what other gay it... drugs? If at all, I reference poppers. <laughs> oh my god, I can't even do those anymore. I never did them. Here's the thing: I knew what everything was. That's why I never did it. <laughs> well, I knew what it was too, but that's why I did it. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, dude. I, I, dude. They make you go blind. I just want everybody to know: be careful. Because all well, that of that... course it, it makes you go blind. It's literally VHS cleaner. Bro, like, I remember I was sniffing so much <laughs> once, and I felt like a little, like, like my vision did this thing where I went blind for a little bit, and it went, like, yeah. staticky and weird, and it, it almost looked like it popped. It felt like it went, and then it just reduced, and there was, like, a white ghosty dot in front of me for, like, ever. Until I stopped doing it, and then it kind of went, went away. But now if I do it again, it comes back immediately. The white, don't do it, you guys. I mean, don't. No. Especially if you're, like, under the influence of anything else, and you're doing it. Like, just be careful. The only you're time. Gonna, you're going to fucking do it. You're going to fucking lie. <laughs> YOLO. And you're going to be in the moment. Whatever. Let me put it this way. The only time I bought poppers, I didn't buy them for myself. So. I went to, I couldn't get them at Parliament House, so I went to Barcodes and I bought them for this guy I was hooking up with. Uh huh. And like, as I said, I bought them for somebody. Like, again, I've never done anything. I do. The only problem I had, fuck it. I'm going to skip to the drugs and alcohol question now. So clearly we know you're sober. So, like, the only thing I got quote unquote addicted to, so like I have bone spurs in the heels of both of my feet. Okay. And like back What's before I got. Spur? So basically, what happens is when I'm standing too long or I'm walking too long, it feels like somebody's stabbing me in the heels of my feet with a knife. On the top. Oh, like plantar fasciitis? Similar to that, yes. I have that. Yeah. Okay. So. Back before I had health insurance. Yeah. And for four months I did this. By the way, this is not at all healthy. I was taking 18, 24 ibuprofen a day. Oh, your kidneys. 
Yeah. Yeah, no. No, don't do that. Like, I'm lucky I didn't cause damage to myself. Like, don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, your kidneys, your liver, everything. I know. But see, that's how I know I don't have an addictive personality because I would, if I had that, I wouldn't have been able to stop, which I was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. But um, you, you seem like you have a healthy upbringing, though. I did like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that has a lot to do with a lot of things. I think if you don't have that healthy support and you have like a lot of ignorant parents and shit, just fucking, you know, you don't even have the support you're going to, you find, com- I mean, that's what it is. It's finding connection in something else where you didn't have it. Fill- it's literally filling that void. And that's, um, you know, and, and now I get it. How they, what they used to say in Derek class, it might your problems might go away for a while, but they're always gonna be there and they're gonna get worse. And I was just like, I didn't get it. I was like, your problems? And I was like, like paying your bills? And I was like, I didn't really understand. But they meant like your fucking mental problems, the shit you hate, the shit that you repress yeah. and you deal with, like your insecurities. I when I was like problems, I was thinking about like your flat tires and you know, all that kind of shit. <laughs> you know how your job i wasn't thinking like i wasn't thinking about well, this shit, you know well no because like this is the thing so when you're like out on your own you're trying shit like the thing is you're trying to get away the from the numb the like life and you're trying to get like the numbness of you're trying to just like go through the day and like have like an instant spark of like that. And that's when everything's going to be good. So that's what. That's what I will say. I, I will say like maybe the fact, uh, this is the one thing that I will say about your drug use. It's probably what kept you alive. And it probably was what kept you from being you can correct me if I'm wrong about this. Probably would have kept you from being suicidal. Because I will say this, being yeah. sober, being suicidal, I was suicidal twice. The fact that I am not dead right now is fucking miracle. Bro, I thought that shit. I was like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to do with you, motherfucker? Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah. Like, no, yeah, no, yeah. I Absolutely. was, I, yeah, I was sober. Like, this is the thing. Being sober... And being in your depression, because it's like, now it's me, as I said, we're getting older, it's like, because this is the thing, okay, we'll just ask. So when was the first time you had sex? (laughs) How old were you? I think, like, sex, sex, or did something sexual? Yeah, yeah, sex, sex. I mean, okay, let me see. Uh, well, shit. I mean, according to the Bible in kindergarten. But, <laughs> but, but, uh, but really, really, really penetrated by another man, I was 15. Yeah. See? And, then, and I penetrated a man 
I don't remember, probably 14, 13, somewhere around there, some kid who just See, like. That's the difference where it's like, I didn't start, I didn't top for the first time until I was 22. So like. And I didn't bottom for the first time until I was 23. So, like, when did you first see your porn video? A porn video. When were you exposed to actual sex? Because I feel like I feel like I got a glimpse of it, which made it appealing, versus someone who didn't really. I mean, 18. Yeah. See, I got I got I got to see sex, and I must have been in first grade. And I saw a porn video that I found, and they were just literally like there. Yeah. Like, and they didn't, you know what? I think they thought because they were recorded, they wouldn't, you know, be back then when you were able to record on cassettes and then they just yeah. write something on it. So I think they thought this is never going to be appealing to a first grader. And I'm just like, over here, like, well, I watched all my shit. Let's put all these other videos in there. And then that's how I came across it, even though it's technically very negligent of a parent anyway, but you know what I mean? But as I said, like, so I was that thing of, so as I said, 20 through to like 25, 26 is where like, I was just like, bam, whoever I could have, have sex with, because I'm a thick bitch. I was primarily with black guys, but like, <laughs> nonetheless, it's like, it's like, that, that was the other reason I lived in the hood. And when I lived in the hood, let me put it this way. My my front door was like Disney World for Dick. Like <laughs> It sounds so magical. My <laughs> <laughs> like a Disney princess just fucking calling out of their window. <laughs> but then I got older as i said it's more me like getting closer to i don't want to say it 30 um i just turned 36 last month damn you're that much older than me i didn't know that <laughs> i know i'm, tw I'm <laughs> i just turned i just turned 29 in june <laughs> here baby so that means back then, oh, damn. I met you when you were like 25, something like that, 26. Yeah, uh, roughly, yeah. Yeah. And I was already a messy 30-year-old. <sighs> but this, see, this is the thing. This is why I never fit the gay standard, because, like, you were a messy 30-year-old. I've always thought you were hot. I haven't stopped thinking you were hot. And, like, that was me younger. Like, that's my thing. When some when those toxic gays are out there being like, oh, he's ugly if he's over 25, go fuck yourself. Like, Yeah, honestly, I, was, I was always too masculine for the, the guys that like feminine guys, and I was always too feminine for the guys who like masculine guys. See, I don't give a fuck either way. But I feel like I always had an issue. Like, I remember not liking people telling me, why do you... Because I grew up around women. Like, I had six aunts, a mom. So a lot of their yeah. mannerisms, you know, it, it, I looked... I, you know, their mannerisms stuck. Right. And I felt like when someone 
made it a point to address it or like you know bring it to my attention that I was feminine or whatever, I did it even worse. Like, bitch, don't fucking tell me. So now, anytime I thought someone had an issue with it, I would just be flamboyant as fuck. And plus, let's just be real, flamboyant people, especially back in the day, they were more funny. Like right when it was like taken off, and like we had movies like The Birdcage. And, you know, and everybody was just, like, very fun. Being flamboyant to me was fucking hilarious. Oh, it is. Like, Duh, of course it's hilarious. Um, And then, so, like, I was just, like, why? let's just get on that. You know what I mean? Especially if they don't want you to do it. Because there's nothing funny about, what's up, bro? Like. Yeah. Well, like, when you get scared, like, a straight guy, just, you see something. You know, it's better to just get see something and be like, ah! You know, see, it's fucking funny. See, it's fun. The only thing that is, like, funny about, like, masculine dudes is um to make fun of them. And, like... <laughs> and I used to think that way. But now I, now I, I you know, I, used to, I started working with a lot of guys. And there's a lot of, uh... I can't think about it right now, to be honest Well, you. Well, this is the thing. Like, when I <laughs> say... make so judgmental. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah. Well, this is the thing. Like, I will say this. Like, <laughs> okay. So there's this show. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called For the Love of Dilfs. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. So basically, what what it is is it's a bunch of like daddies and himbos like kind of competing to like fall in love. It's a reality show where people fall in love. Okay. Um. And, like, there's this guy, Nathan, who just, like, talks like this and was, like, he says, and it was the funniest thing. He's, like, they had, like, a drag queen, and he's, like, that drag queen slayed the house down boots. And I'm, like, and I'm like you sound so fucking stupid. <laughs> but I think it sounds funny because it's not, not something you... That's, not that's something the thing. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah. It's not, like that. That's why I, I had to pause it when I, I had to, I was laughing so hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can say this lay shit about house, Nathan. Lay the house, lay the house down, boots. <laughs> I can say lay that shit about. I can say that shit down, boots. Yeah, I'm gonna say that shit about Nathan. Nathan fucking canceled on me. So like, fuck him. <laughs> he canceled on you. There you go. <sighs> I need to get a better chair. I cannot fucking draw in this position. For a very long time. And these fucking lights over here, thank God it's not that hot. I had to open up my curtain because my clothes lay here. I can't show you because there's a fucking mess. But it looks cute, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you're so good. Like, (laughs) damn. Yeah. But I can't we're, really we're, call people like I, I can't unless unless it's a face I've seen forever like Marilyn Monroe. It's hard for me like I can't draw people's kid. I don't give a fuck about your kid. Like the shit that could actually probably make you money. You know what I mean? It's like I don't give a fuck. Well, if this I draw is a dog, a... You're like, draw my dog. I'll probably make him look like another. Br- I won't make him look like your. I will capture the essence, and I think that's what's really hard is capturing the actual essence of of someone that someone cares about. Or something. And see, in truth, what it is is 
with artists, like if I'm talking about like people who draw, if you want to make it a commodity, you're gonna hate doing art. Dude, yes, okay, and that yeah, that's what I thought of too. I was like, I don't think I'm gonna like it. I'm gonna get like like when I did makeup, it was kind of like I got worn out and doing weddings and and I was always nervous. So like I was still doing like I was still drunk. So the, the thing is, I don't know what I am well, who what my life would have been like if I wasn't if I was more brave. That's another thing I found out that I had to admit myself. I'm kind of a little bitch. You know what I mean? I'm I'm kind of you know, I'm not as brave as I thought I was. You don't have to be brave. Like being brave, well, actually, you know what? I'm not gonna say anything because so, a lot of people think I'm brave. I'm not brave. I'm just how do I put it? I think I have to be okay with admitting that to myself so that I can grow from it. So I'm not gonna grow from it drinking my bravery because I liquid courage the fucking house down. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that liquid courage, I need more and more liquor. That's affecting you. I'm a dumbass. Yeah, I, yeah. You you must have always been drunk, because at least for what I remember, you were drunk when you met me. I think I was always drunk. Yeah, babe. I was I was sober, not because I wanted to be, but because I was broke. <laughs> That's living <laughs> on my own. <laughs> But you still went out, though. That's cute. I wouldn't have fucking gone out for shit. Well, of course, because this is the thing. Like, when you're a performer, you constantly want people to pay attention to you and constantly get praise. Mm -hmm. So I did it anywhere. And it's like, yeah, that's that's why that's why people who like the drag queens who are like, I got to get I got to get my shots before I perform. It's like. Yeah. Bitch, I'm sing I'm singing fucking live. Let me drink my water and let me watch you. So in fact, actually, I'll tell yeah. you the story. So like <clears throat> my um my drag sister's former drag mother has shit talked to my drag. Mm -hmm. So when I showed up to an event one time where out of drag, she didn't know who I was, and she was hitting on me. <laughs> She's know. like, oh, that is hilarious. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love that story right now. Yeah. And, did she find out? How, how long did it take? No, 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 no. Okay. No, and no, she no, hasn't no. found out. I'm I'm waiting for her to finally come on this podcast, and I'm going to tell her in front of everybody. <laughs> I'm going to be like, "You remember that thick bitch you were hitting on when you were drunk off your ass in Port St. Lucie? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> that is hilarious." <laughs> Well, no, she, she saw me out of drag at another event, and I didn't mm -hmm. tip her at that event because mm -hmm. I'm like, eh, fuck you. But yeah. then she she then she recognized me at the next event, and I'm like, shit. So I gave her money. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! It's easier. It's easier when you're hidden, huh? It's fucking way easier yeah. when you're. Yeah, and it's like, well, let me put it this way. She has this um, drag mother. I'm not going to say her name, but she is estranged her most famous drag daughter, who's Trinity the Tuck. Oh, cool. Yeah. So Trinity and her don't talk. Trinity the Tuck. Yeah. Not Trinity K. Bonet. Trinity the Tuck. Trinity the Tuck 
Hold on, I'm trying Tr to remember. Tr Trinity Taylor. Oh, oh, Trinity Taylor, the the, yeah. the really pretty one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Trinity Taylor. Yeah, 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 yeah the white girl. Yeah. Yeah. Her. Actually, no. What I might as well just say. She did. It. <laughs> she did less. She was on. She was on All Stars. Right now, the Four. recent one. All Stars. Oh yeah, All Stars Seven. Yeah. Yeah, and she did uh, the one that did uh, Leslie Jordan for. Uh, yes. 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 Yeah. 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 As I said, I don't I don't need a drag mother, clearly, because like <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> no, because it's this well no, this is my thing. In truth, I what's think a drag, drag mothers are for like people that want to cinch their waist and learn all these tricks to like transform and shit. And it's like, what's a drag mother gonna teach me? I sing live and I host a podcast as a drag queen. What well, the then fuck you don't, teach I don't think to... you want to do that type of drag. That's why. No, you're right. That's I had that discussion with my drag sister. She's like, if you're here, you're going to have to wear a dress and you're going to have to sing and you're going to have to lip sync. I'm like, I'm thinking hard pass. I'm thinking if, hard pass. If that's what it's going to take to get me gigs, hard pass. <laughs> I'd rather do my own shit. Yeah. Well, you got to do what you love anyway. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. so, I'm only on here to, like, get used to talking to someone on the podcast. Yeah. Because I am... I can't do it. And see, you were nervous. How's it going? <laughs> it's going pretty all right. Yeah, exactly. I told you. I think in my imagination, I have, like, this impact I want to do to society... And like you know, you know, be like you know, think people connect with me with all the whole sobriety thing and everything. And you have like this image, this whole movie you invent. And then I'm just like, I'm just gonna shoot this shit and talk about blowjobs and shit, masturbating around, <laughs> shoving shit up my ass. I was like, all right, yeah, what the, yeah, like <laughs> that's why. Who was it? Somebody said like, I think somebody said like. They said shit on my podcast, and they're like, "Am I allowed to say that?" I'm like, "You think, you think my fucking faggot ass is gonna be able to like sit here and do a clean podcast and have a bunch of homos on here where and like not expect them to like swear and talk about sex? Who am I, the Pope? Like, yeah, not the Pope, definitely not the Pope. <laughs> hey, have you ever watched the movie uh, The Queen's Gambit? No. Oh, I'm getting your hair's giving me those vibes. <laughs> no, I always I have to move my hair. This this thing is I got this wig because in truth, what I was scared to do was back when I was in Orlando, I was scared to do long hair, and then all of a sudden I was just like, I'm like eventually I was just like fuck it, and I'm like let me do long hair. Let me do the bodysuits. Let me do the t-shirt dress. And like, if you don't like the way that I fucking look and drag, don't fucking stare at me. Like, that's literally how I had to be. That was the pan. That was the pandemic. That took that took me till 2021, but I did it. Oh yeah. I didn't you know what? That's when I stopped seeing you during the pandemic. Well, no, I moved to I moved away from Orlando in 2019. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. And there was everything that was closed. I, yeah. Dude, I was working in landscape, so I didn't even feel that pandemic. I was outside being a fucking essential worker. So I didn't. I, w- I worked at a senior living home. I worked all through the pandemic. I had a week <laughs> off. A living home? I, I used to work at a senior living home. I don't work in one now. Oh, cool. Yeah. It sounds like I, a humble job. Did you have to wipe diapers? No. I was a um, server and then I was a um, dishwasher for a brief nice. period of time. Yeah. Did you get to interact with the old people any at all? Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, towards the end, I didn't because, like, they I chose to um be the dishwasher because I was tired of working twelve hour days. Towards the end of the week, and they're like, "Oh yeah, just come in at six thirty and stay till like eight o'clock." I'm thinking, "Yeah, fuck you." Um, like, it's a long days. How many yeah. days a week? At one point, they had me doing it. I was working. F- Five days a week, three of those days would be all day. Oh, okay. Yeah. As I said, I got over it. Like, actually, because of the bone spurs, that's why I ended up leaving the job. So I'm like, thank God. I'm at my job now. I work at a call center. So, like, it's not like I I don't love it. Yeah. What's a call center? Uh, where you answer phones all day, you oh, okay. um, answer answer phones and like theoretically try and well, I theoretically try and help people with their cable and their internet, which is crazy because sometimes I get like tech support people on there and they're like talking all this like gibberish to me, and I'm like, I want to be the I want to tell them I'm like I got trained in dumb dumb tech support, I know how to press buttons and like. If I don't press this button and that doesn't work, I send you a truck. Like that's that's how I was trained. Like I literally can't do anything. Like <sighs> I feel like I can't do anything, but luckily I'm You're like I'm so, Bro, I have a hard time with being fucking grateful. I think that's what it is. But yeah, I feel the same way. But you're in landscape. Well, this is the thing, in truth. With anything, at some point, I'm looking to, as I say, I'm always looking to sell this. I would love to, like, I'm going to put this out there. Alaska Willem, put me on your network. I'm going to keep on putting that out in the universe. Put me on your fucking network so that way I can have, like, a studio, cute, do things with people in person. Because, like, I do. I want to meet people. I want to hug people. I hate this, like, online shit. But... I'll do what I have to do yeah. in the meantime. Willem in Alaska. I recently started seeing more of Willem. I mean, I've seen enough, but something a little bit more down to earth or something that has, I don't know. Because, you know, people, it's hard. When people are online, you don't really know who they are. I have seen no. Alaska in person a few times at a club. And Alaska always seems like someone that is just great. I don't know everybody else, but Alaska just gives you a good fucking vibe. I know. She's consistent, I... and I just feel like, even though she's friends with some of the people who are kind of mean, she just seems like someone 
that you could be friends with. Yeah. Well, first of all, actually, no. I was going to say we're all friends with someone mean, and then I realized, not really. No, but we're a fr- lot. Yeah. Like, I, I, my favorite drag queen would have to be... So the thing is, okay, I love... Oh, fuck, how did I forget her name? And I love her. Jinx Monsoon. Yes. Jinx is like, when she won, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, thank God, you know, for one of the weirdos. I still can't water off a doctor's back for the life of me. If my, you know, I still, I still can't do that. You know what yeah. she says that all the time, water, water off a doctor's right. back. Right. And I still, uh, yeah, she's great. And then I love, obviously, the meanest one, which is Bianca Del Rio. But she's not really mean. She's just pretending. No, I love, I love Bianca. Like, see, yeah. in truth, what was, what was it? Somebody said, like, when they talk about, like, talking about, like, interviewing famous people, I'm like, listen, I interview who I can. As I said, I've interviewed reality stars. I've interviewed, like, I interviewed a lot of go-go boys. Yeah. And I'm sure they're, like, no. A lot of go-go boys. And, like, I interview anybody. I interview OnlyFans content creators, like, musicians um or you're actually my first artist so like what no way yeah i've never i don't know any artists really well yeah i don't know any artists thanks bro yeah no welcome baby kind of inspiring I know we got to get to the art questions. So okay, <laughs> okay, we're getting there. So, um, what was it like for you moving to Orlando? Well, we always fantasized. My mom always wanted to move to Florida, kind of thing. Was something we talked about when I was young. I always thought it was beautiful because it's so green and nature, and I love nature. So, to me, moving here was kind of um, like why not? I mean, my mom bought a property out here. It was actually a mess. It was it was it was all a random mess. She didn't really nothing really happened the way we planned. We didn't get the house we thought we were gonna get. She was kind of homeless for like a little bit out here, but didn't tell me with her husband. And then she found this place in the middle of nowhere. So uh, I mean, it, it, the story is really kind of like I followed mom. But at that point in my life, I wasn't gonna follow her. She was gonna go if she moved to a cold state. She was gonna go to Idaho. And I was like, if you go to Idaho, and I was doing. Uh, I was doing, uh, I worked for, for Mac. I did makeup. I did retail. So yeah. you can't really, during retail, you don't really get vacations on the holidays. So I was like, you probably not see me on Christmas. So I kind of influenced coming to Florida a lot. And she did. And she, at first she hated it. And I fucking loved it because it's Florida. I mean, I, I love nature. Like if you, anywhere, anywhere, if you get rid of the people, it's great. But here, you know, it's more tolerable. I mean, I can I have a lot to see here. And I love animals, and I love bugs, and I find snakes every day. And that's just things that I like, you know? Like, I, I don't... I love nature. I really do love nature. So, I don't really... I love it. I love it. Um, I go to the springs. I go swimming. I have my fins. I've always wanted to be a merman. So, are you fucking kidding me? All my friends thought I was coming over here to see the mermaids. I was like, there's fucking mermaids here? I didn't even know there was mermaids in Florida. And I was like... That's- that's fucking great. And uh, I wish I'm yet to get a mermaid tail because i got to have one at some point. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe not. But I have my fins, like regular fins. So I'm happy with that. Yeah. 
So I do that. And I went to the nude beaches. So I got to do a lot of that. Oh, and I got really skinny here because I was actually really insecure. I was just an artist doing makeup. And coming here, I started doing landscaping. I, I remember I was working at Disney doing makeup and I couldn't commute. My car started breaking down. So I so I, I had to leave. So I don't I don't want I don't want to leave in bad terms because of the car situation. I didn't yeah. realize it was so far away. I got driven by the whole Disney thing and I basically sold my soul to the devil. I left Max Cosmetics, went to Sephora at Disney, and and it was a great experience. I only did it for eight months, and then it was just so far. And uh, I got to see Disney World, so <laughs> I didn't want that. And then uh, and then I started doing landscaping, and I uh, and that's when I got really fit. Like getting doing landscaping, I got really fit. I didn't even know yeah. I got sexy till like a, a year after I got sexy when I started noticing the attention I was getting was a little different. And uh, you know, I took my little testosterone booster, and then I took uh, and I was uh, I kind of started doing a lot of drugs too because I couldn't handle being sexy. I was not used to it. I was kind of like, oh shit, someone wants to have sex with me. Well, let's take it, let's drink, and let's take it because we're never gonna know when we're gonna get a chance like that again. So you basically thought I was never gonna. I was like, oh, it's been like a whole year. You're getting a lot of chances, and I was like, oh shit. So then I realized, Kevin. You're like, all right, fool. Like, you know, you're kind of like, you look like you look good, fool. So you got to like relax because you're kind of turning into a whore. And that's when I got HIV. <laughs> I got HIV here. I found that I got HIV like pretty soon. It's almost as soon as I got here. But which is kind of weird because I wasn't really being a hoe ho yet. Oh, so I don't, really know. I, don't, I don't really know how I got it. But, um, and then the only person I was having sex with died of cancer like eight months after I knew them. So I couldn't know if, I don't know if like he had it. I don't even really know. Like, I'm just like, whatever. But I'm probably going to get it anyway. So let's not blame anybody but yourselves. Because really, you got to protect yourself anyway. And plus, there's a lot of sand in Florida. Like, there's sand everywhere. So I'm just saying, Florida has a high, uh, 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 a high, contam what is it called? A high getting the viral, what is it? What am I trying to say? Whatever. There's a high contagious rate. Contagious level. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I don't, know what the, I don't know what the word is. But anyways, I can't think about it. But anyways, uh. So and I'm blaming it on the fucking sand, bro, because the sand just to cut your inside and it fucking dude. I remember I would put my dildo and I feel like that shit's everywhere. I was like, why did it hurt like that? It's the sand. So all you motherfucking faggots, be careful of the sand. You're gonna get AIDS. Anyways, um <laughs> so so what happened? Where was I? Oh yeah, moving here. Being finding out that I was sexy. So I, I was going out and like, you know, and like just doing all drugs and it was just it was bad. It was it was just it was bad. And then I had a lot of too, my insecurities and people and men fucking working with a bunch of guys and he wanted to fuck people up all the time because I was always the only gay guy. I was just so angry. So, but it was great because I did landscaping and I got to get also get rid of my fear of uh, men because I had a, a fear of heterosexual guys, men. Like, you know, you grow up and you grow up around women and you're afraid of, of, of boys because boys always want to fight you and it's always an issue and it's just always kind of like, what the fuck? So I always had an insecure of an insecurity of, 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 of that so when i got here and i started realizing men are just idiots and i was like oh shit and i realized kevin you're a big guy like you know for the longest time i still felt small even though i was big and i was like i want to fuck these motherfuckers up and then i just kind of felt you know i was doing drugs being an alcoholic and i just felt like this big old buff sexy drug addict i was in my own little world and i was just angry and i was just fucking like oh i finally turned into a man <laughs> And I did not. I didn't turn into a man. I was just fucking fucked up. And in my own vanity. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> my own vanity. And uh, vanity's not good. But anyways, 
I, uh, that's kind of my experience was here. And then I wanted to change the world the wrong way. And then I got more into drugs and then I had to go to California and I got a job I really liked over there. And I realized I couldn't get away from drugs. And I fucking was like, this is bad. Like I got everything I want now, but I can't seem to stop drinking. And a lot of my other issues are still there. I need, and I was homeless and I needed a fucking place to stay and I couldn't handle life and, and, and dealing with shit that I wasn't used to. Cause I'm kind of an enabled school brat. So like a lot of life yeah. stuff, like how to get an apartment and all that stuff. And like how to do all this adult stuff that a lot of people should have done in their twenties. I was barely learning it, but I've been kind of drugs. I just couldn't handle life on life's terms. So I was like, I'm going to lose my job anyway. So I went to rehab and then uh, I got out of rehab and then I got sober and then I was like, what am I doing? And then long story short, because I kind of already spoke about that, I came back two years after. So I, I was here. I got sexy for the first time, as I considered I got. I couldn't handle it. And then I got over there, and then I just got, you know, a little thicker. But I'm starting to accept all this now. And, uh, and I'm just, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not really worried about the things I was worried about before, so... I'm going to stop there because I already answered your question on how it was when I moved to Florida. So this is the part where I get to jump in and say why I moved to Orlando. In truth, I was trying to run away from like this town. That's literally the one reason I like, it's like trying to run away. And it's like in Orlando, I, I, well, here's the thing. I started performing because it's like, I always knew I wanted to perform, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. But it wasn't until, like, I did, like, three months just performing as, like, myself. And then all of a sudden, that's when drag came in. And, like, and then people started paying attention to me because I was different. But I performed in, like, the most heterosexual, like, places in the world as a drag queen. I can't hear you. Oh. Okay. Oh, that's why. <laughs> Bro, I can't be so inconspicuous. I thought I pushed I thought I pushed mute again. And I didn't even mute it. And you can hear me piss. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Not a problem, then. Oh God, I'm gonna, I'm a failure at life. But whatever, so, you know, it's natural. People piss. I have to go piss. Yeah. Oh, I can't fucking hold it. I don't fucking care. Huh? I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care. Like, I was like, I'm so not professional. I can't even handle. What about this podcast seems professional? Like, <laughs> <laughs> talking about having sex with a crackhead. Like, what, what podcast is, is like that? Per- Listen, like, Oprah interviews. Yeah, my goal is not to be faggot Oprah. My goal is to be like faggot Howard Stern. There you go. <laughs> hey, Siri, show me a Howard Stern. <laughs> that that's who that's who my interviewing inspiration was I, what was it i asked somebody like how old they were when they lost their virginity and they're like oh my god i feel like i'm on howard stern i'm like yeah and this is this somebody i'm friends with i'm like you knew these kinds of questions were coming <laughs> this, 
I I did the Interstate so interview. Coy. I'm like, this is the second interview, ho. I have to think of something. <laughs> it's my friend Benji. Shout out to Benji. Benji Bradshaw. Great musician in New York. Bradshaw. Love. Love that yeah. last name. I Who don't know if it's a stage name. I don't huh? know that. Oh. I have friends with this person. I still don't know that. Maybe for part three. I don't know. I'm busy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm busy. I'm busy interview <laughs> interviewing models. Like I was. <sighs> I will say this: some models are interesting. Some models are boring as fuck. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> most, things that, most things that don't eat can be boring. <laughs> that was shady. I got that. I was, I was shady on here. What was it? <laughs> oh, I'll give you an example. My friend Phoenix, like, shout out to Phoenix, like, on his audition tape of For the Love of Delphs, he said he was, he's a black guy and he's talking about like how he has this big dick. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, but he's like this skinny, like twiggish guy. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, black guys with no ass have no ass have a tendency to have big dicks. Like, <laughs> he, I wouldn't know. All the black guys I've been with just have big dicks. I, of course, all black guys have. Actually, no, no, that's not true. Yeah, but they're really? either fucking big or they're fucking either they're normal big or they're fucking huge. Yeah. But they're never tiny. Really there was one there's one person. I mean it have I'm sure there's an exception to every rule. Yeah. But but they never had sex with me, so like <laughs> So you didn't have to suffer the consequences. Well, I that's don't like the thing. Talking shit on small dicks because I don't have the biggest dick in the world. So, well, okay. Anybody yeah, okay. who's listening, I'm not. I'm. I. I. I'm a, it sounds like I'm being a shit and an asshole, but I have nowhere to be fucking talking shit. Okay. Here's my thing. <sighs> I am a thick bitch with a fat ass. There is a certain size dick that I need to be able to break the floodgates. No <laughs> <laughs> <The> floodgates. <laughs> I don't have. I have no ass. But, but I mean, but I definitely that's have. A, that's why I need a minimum of six inches. It's just how it is. Like. Bro. Well, six inches is good. Yeah. Um, I'm used to taking like eight or nine, but like I need I've, it at a minimum six. Like, <laughs> I've been fisted before. No, ain't nobody doing that to me. No, I'm tight as fuck. You ain't doing that shit to me. So, you know, like, oh, <laughs> Well, you were on drugs. That's why somebody is like, somebody's like, they're like, they're like, they were into fisting. I'm like, great. You're not doing that with me. 
Oh, Go God, get you somebody else. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy day. Yeah. So let me put it this way. Since you were on drugs a lot, you probably saw like the inside of the Parliament House rooms a lot, right? <laughs> In the back? <laughs> no, I'll talk about the inside of the hotel rooms. I, I've only been to three of them. And the same one twice because I, there's a guy that always went there and he got the same room and i don't know it was a coincidence too because a year had passed and i saw the same guy in the same room and i was like what the fuck of course i used to get my dick sucked at the beach like i know all about that like there was a guy who had a cross dresser fetish and like every time i was in drag like six or seven times he like sucked me off i'm like who am i to turn down a free blowjob like yeah <laughs> <laughs> God damn. God damn. So what made you want to get into drawing and painting? I always did my whole life. I've uh I've always had a knack for it. I just I just I just you know, I'm I like a lot of things. I like all kinds of art. I like sculpting, I just like art. I like creating things. I'm just good with my hands. I don't know how to become rich with it, but I know how to I'm crafty. And I have good taste. So, I don't know. My approach is obviously slow because I don't do it a lot. But, uh, like I said, I, I made these things out of scratch. I can close my mouth with them. Like, I like to do a bunch of shit. I just like to do stuff, you know? Well, here's how you get rich as an artist. You date Liberace. There's... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> There's... <laughs> I'm not talking about the one who's dead. I'm talking about you date <laughs> you date somebody like Liberace. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> no, but it's all right. We're doing pretty good. I mean, I'm doing landscaping and it keeps me active. And I don't want to turn into a fucking, you know, I don't want to not be active. So I actually, um, I'm kind of glad that, I, that I'm in the industry I'm in now. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Jelly Yeah, so I mean, like, I get that, like, but it's also you, like, leave the off. Well, you quote unquote leave the office at the office. Like, it's not like you bring stuff home. What do you mean? As in, like, certain people are like, as artists, we don't get obsessed with our day jobs. Like, there's some people who are just like bitter and angry, oh. like constantly the like bring that stuff home i'm like no oh yeah yeah no yeah no yeah no no no, no. there's no bringing anything home i'm practically home the nursery's like right outside so technically it is technically home <laughs> <laughs> i mean and then we just bought another property right now and uh, we're gonna put all the we're gonna put the plants there and everything whatever we you know have for a future job and whatever and I'm probably going to live there. And uh, technically, I'm always going to be there. So, you know what I'm saying? So technically, yeah. I'm always, technically, I'm always home. Technically, I'm always at work. Right. tragic to some people, but it's really not. <clears throat> it's not. You enjoy it. And it's not like I have a boss. I mean, my mom's my boss, but... <laughs> I mean, what else is new, you know? See, that's see, that's what I actually like about... That's the only thing I like about my um office job is, like, 
my supervisor like barely pays attention to me so like i just like sit over there first of all the first four hours i'm usually at work he's not there so like i'm basically left alone which sounds great i'm gonna draw this picture while we're done yeah while we're talking okay right okay right. So I'm so, skipping. I'm skipping one of these questions because it sucks. So, <laughs> what's about it? Well, okay. So it says, "Where does your inspiration come from?" I don't have inspiration to create to create your art. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, like sometimes, like one of my best works, and that's why that's why I'm always going to be poor when it when it comes to being an artist. Is that I? My inspiration. I do have an answer, actually. Like I did, if you go on my page and you see a pug that I drew and it's a beautiful pug. It's the first pug I've ever drawn. How do I know how to do it? I don't fucking know, but I did it. And the inspiration came from a counselor who loves pugs and to do, do that drawing for him was what inspired me. And that's also why I'm poor. Cause I give a lot of my work away, especially during the holidays. Like I draw for family and I draw for whoever's really in my life who kind of inspires me um, or, or just motive, you know, I feel like I want to draw something for them. So that's kind of why I'm poor too. I fucking give a lot of my work away. I don't think it's good enough. And I'm just like, here, I did this. I'm not going to buy you a gift, but I drew you something. You know what I mean? And, um, and I realize now that I should be inspired by them. It's okay, but don't give it away. Fool. Like be inspired and keep it and say, look, I did this. And this was inspired by you and collect my work because it takes a lot out of me. And then I give it away which is the good part, which is obviously nice because you see their face and you feel like, oh, fucking amazing. You're like, I did that and it's touching your heart. And yeah, things great. But then my baby's gone and then it's like, I never really get to look at that drawing in person again. And I didn't really have it long enough to analyze it and see what I could have done different. And yeah, I took a picture of it, but it's not really the same. And I don't know, bro. It's just, you know, it's just one of those things. Right. So, uh, I, I really have to just have a different approach. And I think the next time I'm inspired, I'm not going to just be so quick to give away, um, to give away my work. Like I'm not, I'm just going to like maybe have a different approach. Maybe just keep it, just keep it, just, you know, just keep it. Just don't give it away. Just, um, tell them, you know, like what I said, but, 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 I, but it's rare when I get inspired. And when I, and when I'm, when I do get inspired, it's almost like I already see it done before I even do it. I think what sucks is that, I want to force myself to be inspired and I don't even know where I'm going. But when I fucking know and I fucking feel that fucking drawing, it's practically done before it was even done. And I could fucking taste it. And it's just, you know, and it just feels good. And I just fucking, I mean, I kind of get that. That's kind of like how I write a song. Like at least the way I do things, it's like, I'll write a hook and then I'll write a bridge. And then like, I can just like build in the verses from that. And like, that's how, Mm -hmm. I, I write songs, but like probably the song that like I am the most proud of that I've written recently is this song called Nasty, and it's talking about it's basically like oh, yeah. a song it's a song about like the conflict between like love and lust of somebody I have a crush on mm -hmm. who's actually been on here to my oh, audience who's thinking, to my audience who's thinking, who's thinking, who is it? I ain't gonna tell you. 
I'm gonna tell you. You have your you had your crush on here, huh? Well, in truth, it was as I started interviewing them more, I developed a crush on them. Because it's hard not to when it's like you have somebody on here and they're like sitting here being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And like just they just hit home. It just hits home. And shocker for me, it's a white guy. So like can he can, do you think he can break the floodgates? Oh, um you're like I don't uh, think I'm Well, no, this is the thing. This is gonna. This is probably gonna tell my fans who it is. Um, he used to be a porn star, so I know he can. Oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. You have a crush on him too. That's super cute. But yeah. this is the thing. He oh, like I stepped. Thought... He stepped away from it because he's a musician. Like he wants to be known as a musician. He doesn't want to be known as like an OnlyFans person or like a porn star. And I'm like, I accept that. Like that's I real shit. It. Well, no, it. it's 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 honestly, it's like I get it. Like that's honestly, as I said, why I don't want to do OnlyFans because it's like because then that's all people will see you as. It's just yeah, someone that that they jerk off to, and then like when they're trying to make music, they're like, oh yeah. god, why does I'm like no. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I wish people could separate the two and just be like, you know, people do whatever they have to do to survive, but you gotta actually you gotta be sensitive to those kind of things, which is crazy. It's crazy that we have to be um, that we have to be so careful about how we are perceived, especially if you have certain goals. It's crazy. It's crazy. I have a hard time with that. I don't give a fuck how I'm perceived. I really just... Um, I mean, I do give a fuck. I want it to be positive. But I've been a very free spirit my whole life. And uh, and I don't know how yeah. much of that I have... I don't know how much of that I have to tame. I don't you, know. You don't have to tame any of it. Because artists are free spirits. Artists are... Actually, I shouldn't say artists. I'm going to say creatives are free spirits. And the minute you want to, like, start, like, doing shit for the status quo and just, like... is the minute you're going to fail. Just, it's the minute you're going to keep on putting out the same monotonous fucking garbage. Yeah. Yeah, dude, and that's why I get all cut up not drawing. It's like I just think, I think of that's you know, and I regret posting a lot of things because I hate also the feedback. I don't, I don't want to know whether someone liked it or didn't like it. And honestly, I forgot. I forgot that I told myself I wasn't going to have a post stuff online, and I was just going to have a more like just isolate myself and kind of just from 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 you know being online or posting myself online and I don't know, but I never fucking follow through with any, anything, any, any social experiment I want to try with myself. I don't know if those are the right terms. You guys forgive my ignorance. Um, but you know, turn off, turn off the comments. 
I think you could do that. Oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> just talk- no, comments. It's just like when you see that, like, you know, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter, bro, because honestly, I shouldn't give a fuck. But, you know, we do give a fuck. The thing is, we do kind of give a fuck, and I just kind of wish I didn't. But, um, and it does, it does get to you in the sense where, where it gets to you enough to, like, not, you know what I mean? Like, I just have to stay away from it. It's just not healthy for me. I'm an idiot. I'm not brave, like I said. I'm not, I'm not brave. I can't do it. But it's... I have to admit to being a little bitch so I can grow. In truth, what you have to learn is, like, the comments don't own you, and, like... It's not even the comments, it's the amount of likes. People never comment anything negative. I think it's just when I don't get what I think I want. But see, that's the thing that we just talking about that doing it for for that reason. That's why you're gonna fail. Yeah. You know? And it's almost like I'm pathetic. Like I'm I'm just like I'm just a little basic bitch in my own way. I put that's why like when I put on my rough demos, I put them out for my fans. If like a bunch of people like them. It's okay. It's if a bunch of people don't like them, it's okay. Like when I put out my performances, you don't gotta like all my music. Like, what is it? No, this is something I said where it's like if you're putting out stuff and everybody's liking what you're doing, you're not challenging yourself. Huh. Huh. You're playing it safe, maybe? Yeah. You're You're playing it safe, and you're just doing what people will expect. It's like, if you're a rapper, and the only type of rap that you can do is like, "Ah, ah, ah, I'm dancing on a dick pro, motherfucker sick, like dropping it down, like all that. It's like, yeah. That's all people are going to see you as. People are going to see you as a thought who can't rap. Yeah. I'm a thought who can't rap. <laughs> um, thought who can't rap. No offense, Tokyo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see, I t- <laughs> no offense, Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> see, I see. I you don't gotta be shady. I can be shady too. <laughs> no offense, Tokyo. Because <laughs> that's that's all his music is. It's all like. He has songs like Nut Galore and like does a remix of a Nicki Minaj song and like all of a sudden all is is it just about him like twerking. I'm like that is garbage. Where the fuck is your artistry? There's no artistry. You you say and you're trying to be like Nicki Minaj, you're like Cardi B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, bro. Exactly. I'm gonna put a little highlight on this, and then I'm ready to show you. Uh, okay. Whatever. What if I started drawing with markers? Oh, it looks stupid. For two seconds. No, it's pretty. It's all right. It did it really fast. I'm trying to think. Anyways. Okay. Oh, 8.37, buddy. In conclusion. In conclusion, yeah. 
All right. So I got to try and find like best question. I'll have you back on because I have more questions. All right. Um, what's the biggest misconception about you? Everything. Um, <laughs> everything. Everything, really. My, uh, just my approach at life, my personality. I don't look like who I am inside. So just, you know, people are just so drawn by by looks, obviously. Um, I'm also socially awkward, so I add to that. I, uh, right. Really, my, my misconception is my philosophical approach, which I'm still refining and finding myself. So really, I... The whole thing, because I don't really know who I am, and I'm always constantly morphing. So I really don't even give people anything to have a conception about. So they just kind of, you know what I mean? So I realized since I'm just so all over the place, I got to be more respectful. I think I've been very disrespectful in my life. And I think um, and I think that I need to be more respectful to, to that so that I can, uh, so that if people don't have, so people have all the misconceptions they're going to have, because I'm an artist. I live in a perverse yeah. fantasy with unrealistic expectations. Um, that at least people can remember and be like, he wasn't disrespectful, you know? And I feel like I got, I got to work on that because everything's a fucking misconception. I don't even belong in this fucking planet. I don't even belong. I don't even like it here. Um, so really the whole thing is a misconception, bro. The only one that has a close misconception about the right conception mostly is my therapist. Right. And, and actually, therapy's great, you guys. I just want to I want to close with that. Like I got a lot of validation through therapy. Like, you know, you 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 think you're wrong about things, but you're not always wrong about everything. And it's right. not a right, obviously, or wrong, but finding your balance and uh and honestly, bro. And honestly, bro, therapy's great. So if you're lost, go to therapy. Um, but anyways. Misconception. Gonna, yeah, everything. Everything's a misconception. I'm a walking. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do this one real quick. So a lot of people think I'm shady. I'm not. I'm blunt and honest. If you suck, I believe I should tell you that you suck. Like I do not believe that we should be like coddling untalented people. If you're untalented, I would say go find something else. Thank God. <laughs> thank god you, you like people to say that like <laughs> thank god i didn't get that from you bro no you're good like that's you are not untalented like please i'm gonna see if this fucking shit thank you i want to see the native pop i think i fucked it up already whatever I can't get these pens to highlight to fucking come out the oil paint, motherfucker. <laughs> oh well, oh well, bro. Uh, I think I think a lot of shit I buy on Amazon looks a little better. It looks whatever. Yeah, it looks whatever. Anyways, all right. With that being said, I'm definitely gonna have you back on when I get a chance because I fucking do. I do fucking love talking to you, like. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna have to write some notes down for my for myself so that I can. Uh, well, I have. I, I don't want to be. As I said, I skipped questions. It's not like I don't have more questions on here, but like you told me. Oh, <laughs> we get shit done. That's yeah. right. You have a question. 
I think next yes. time I'm going to have like a really cool mega bun. So then because you'll this get time to... I couldn't do a cool makeup. And then clearly, like, I'll end this stream. I'll take all this shit off from in front of you, and you'll actually get to see what I look like. Yeah. That's right. Dude. I don't really know what your face looks like. No. You're like Nobody. Batman. As I said, I, I don't mind the guests knowing what I look like. I just don't like everybody knowing what I look like, because then all of a sudden they're going to, like, approach me in the streets and be like, you said this on this podcast. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right. Anyway, with that being said, this is Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and I hope you've enjoyed. Thank you, my friend. It was a pleasure. Oh, Thank you.